What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of the Halftime Talk. Today I have a very special guest in the building, a professional footballer. Yes, guys, this man has played in Europe. So many credentials going across his name. If you want to go professional, if you want to make it to that next level, we're going to give you all the tips and tricks on how to get there. Stay tuned for another amazing episode. All right, guys, so here with me, we have one of my best friends. Known him for many, many years now. Um, man, I, I can tell you so many things about him, but he's going to tell you himself. Professional player. Plays in Europe. So if you guys want to know anything about how to make it to the next level, this man is going to tell you how to get there. He's worked from the bottom to get to the top, to sign a contract. And so without giving too much away, I want to welcome Andro to my podcast. Andro, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Thank you for the opportunity of allowing me to speak and to share my knowledge and whatever I know to anyone that's listening out there, uh, whether they want to become a pro or whether they've tried or just being curious, you know. Uh, Guys, this man mind, has man. played college ball. He's played top-level high school. Like, you name it, like, not even to joke, like, this man has done it. And, and like, there's just so many, like, accomplishments that, like, I've seen you do. And I'm just, like, super, like, excited to have yeah. you so thank that you, you can share you. those stories with the players so that they know, listen, it's not it's not hard, you know, but it's not easy either. Of course, man. I'm excited, too. This is my first podcast ever, you know. You know, so, hey, we're going to get straight into it. So, for you guys that you don't know Andro, Andro, just help him out. Give him a little bit of background uh, about for yourself. For sure, for sure, man. Uh, born and raised over here in New York, so I'm purebred American, man. Uh, I've played uh, U.S. developmental soccer. I've played in uh, the teams of FA Euro, Met Oval, Gachi. Uh, I went to Xavier High School. Um, I've played college ball, Sacred Heart. Uh, I've played D1. Uh, I took the sacrifice to, you know, leave college ball and go out to Europe to achieve my dream and to say, you know, I want to become a pro and you know, with a lot of hard work, which we'll get into, that's where I'm at now. And I don't regret one bit, but I'll tell you the good, the bads, the pros, the cons, and everything you need to know and, you know, a natural perspective, not this, you know, BS that you'll hear from YouTube or from anything. This is a first yeah, this point is, of this view. Is, this is real this stuff. Is real, this is real stuff. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you guys, you know. I'm going to tell you the good stuff and the bad stuff, but it's going to be all organic things, so... I'm excited, man. I'm excited, but I've, like I said, I've been playing with, I've played with so-called, or I mean, I give my respect to all the teams here because I thank them for everything. You know, the top teams here, the top level players, everything across the country, and I've played against some really good players, way better than me, for sure, and I see them today, and they're playing European ball, they're a national team, so there is talent in this country, man. Uh, it's just... How you use that talent and in terms of development, that could be another topic for another day. For but, sure, for sure. Uh, it's, there is what, talent here, guys. What age did you start playing soccer? So the guys, like, everybody... Man, I started when I was able to kick a ball. I started four or five years old. I started a Catholic youth uh, organization, a CYO over here in Astoria, St. Francis of Assisi. My pops was the coach. So it was all those, you know... You want to call it Sunday League? We were tiny kids. We were just learning how Sunday to kick Sunday League or like town team soccer, you could yeah, call it. Yeah, that's how it is, man. With these, it was great. It was, uh, you know, we had a bunch of high-level coaches uh, calling it the Mickey Mouse League, <laughs> which I mean, yeah. 
you could understand, but we still kick their ass, so it don't matter. Um, but I started when I was four or five years old, and that's when I knew I loved this sport. And, you know, every day I work for it, and I said to myself, no matter what happens, no matter what level I get to, I want to just say I gave it my all and said, you know, I want to become a pro. Like and most kids. Like most, most kids, kids but, you know, they want to, but just how bad you want to put in. That's what you hear from everything and from everyone, but I'm going to tell you guys, like, what you actually have to do because I was in your shoes and I thought pro was just all right sign that contract but all these little things that you leave you out need to do yeah you leave I mean, out we leave, you leave, we out. leave out and and a lot of even coaches that even played at a professional level they don't tell their yeah, kids they don't tell man this is it's a, you know it's bad so many things we'll get into I mean things that I'm learning till this day which I should have learned 10 years ago yeah. I should have learned when I was when I said five six years old over there in Europe, they're learning how to play rondos. They're doing rondos over there. We're, we don't even know how to kick a ball or make a pass. We don't even know what a soccer ball is. So that's in terms of developmental aspects. But um, When did yeah. you take it serious? Like, what age would you say, like, you're fully committed, like, you're full on, like, I want to do this for real? Serious, honestly? For real was when I left uh, my college and I went to Spain. That was a decisive uh, decision. So that, that's, that, that was age, when I would say serious. And I mean, say like serious 17, is, 18? Yeah. And that's what I mean when I say serious is when the sacrifices came. Of course, when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, I always told myself, I want to play. I want to play. But, you know, you do the bare minimum. You get lazy. You don't. You, you, I wasn't I wasn't trying to make it pro. You know, you have school. You have your friends. You yeah. have the girls. You got the parties. And you're like, all right. Yeah, I got a game Saturday. I got training three times a week if we were lucky. I was like, yeah, well, I want to play pro, but you, at the age you're in, you got to be 100 serious. Yeah, you more take serious than what you're taking it. So, when I'm being honest, serious, serious, when I took it as a job, not as a hobby, as a job, 17. And let me tell you guys, I was late. I was super duper late. Yeah, talk about that. What, what things do you, what, what things were you late on exactly? So, oh, the for people sure. Didn't know. For sure. Like I said, I was 17, 18. Possibly 18 turn 19. I can't even remember when I went to Spain. And uh, in my opinion, if you want to learn the sport, Spain is the country to go to to learn. For sure. Uh, the style of play and everything. I went there and I'm telling you, I went to Sevilla. I didn't play. I didn't play footy there. I learned how to play football. I rode the bench. I struggled as an American kid. Developmental, meaning technicality and things we, I, I was lacking. Speed of play, number one. Uh, you go over there and you watch a Sunday league, and I mean the worst category there. Or what people deem this like, oh, these guys suck. You oh know? my God! You go to over here, you go to Mike's, or you go play pickup wherever. Oh, over there, you go play pickup. These guys play organized football. Uh, they're so good. I mean, the worst league they play, they play so well. I'm telling you, I would have even struggled in the worst league seeing these guys. It's another level. They're animals there because at a young age. That's the only sport they play, and they learn yeah. the right way. For example, I mean, when they're five, six, seven years old, they're learning techniques. When it comes to the age of 11, 12, they're learning tactics. It's Over crazy, here, man. by the time you're 11, 12... You're that's still learning you're, how to pass. You're still learning how to pass. You're still learning your techniques. You're just... Uh, uh, you're still learning all those. Developmental... Like, the development over here is way is way back. But, all right, I'm, I struggled a lot. Spain, I like I said, I went there to train. I struggled a lot my first year over there. Um, and then afterwards... After Spain, I had a chance, accidentally, to play uh, football in Cyprus. Now, my mother's from Cyprus and my dad's from Nicaragua. So, <clears throat> I went over there. I was in Spain and I was supposed to come back to the States. 
I had an extra two weeks. Season was over. I had two weeks. And, you know, in Europe, you could go country to country. Yeah. Uh, within two, three hours, a quick flight. And I haven't seen my family in Cyprus for some time. So I went to Cyprus and I ended up meeting the president of a club over there. Um, and I was only there for a week. I booked a ticket. And I spoke to the president. He was saying, oh, what are you doing? You play football. Let me see your CV. Let me see your video. At the end of the day, I signed my contract. At the end of the day, I was playing with a team. So I had no return ticket. So, and the Keep foot- word. I don't mean to cut you. Guys, he had no return ticket. Yeah. So he did not plan on coming back. Yeah, no. And that's when I... That, that was a job. Contract in terms of finances. This is a job, guys. So I was like, oh, wow. Like, wow, this is crazy. This is like, you know, your dream come true. And then the level of, over the level over there is lower than... Spain, but don't think they got a bunch of foreign players. It's still a very high level, especially for me as an American, uh, and f- from uh, where I grew up and what kind of football I played here, it was a great level for me, and it still is a great level. Spain, from where I was, until now, my, my my goal is to go back to Spain and play competitively there. First, second, third divio, of course, everyone's dream. But even third, fourth divio there in Spain is super, super competitive. So good. So good. Now you're going to go into finances. Okay, whatever. But in terms of footy, it's amazing. So I'm over there in Cyprus. I still am today. I mean, unfortunately, right now I, uh, I'm i going through an injury. I tore my ACL. So you already know that's at least half a year. Uh, it just happened. That's why I'm back here with Chris. I'm back home in the States. So I can do my rehab to do my uh, surgery and all that good stuff and to see the family. But um, <clears throat> in terms over there, it's serious stuff. It's serious stuff when, you know, they, they you have to make so many sacrifices. Talk about some of those sacrifices. Like, what sacrifice was the biggest for you? Let me tell you the first sacrifice that I made and the first thing that really opened my eyes was your diet. Now, everyone here says, you know, don't eat fried food, eat well. But over there, they tell you what to eat, not when to eat it, how to eat it, how many calories, what kind of body fat. I went to the preseason with the team, and I had had almost 11% body fat. And they told me 11%. Which is not bad, guys. Which is not bad, but they told me only goalkeepers have that type of body fat. And that's an exception. They said if you don't come back to preseason in two weeks, if you come back to preseason in two weeks with this body fat, we're going to cut your contract. And I'm like, yeah, you can't do that. They were super serious. I had to lose. Oh, my God. In a matter of two weeks, I lost 2%. And I'm telling you guys, in those two weeks... When I say a strict diet, not even a lick of dessert, not a lick of anything, whatever the diet said, that's a sacrifice. Of course, and I love desserts, but I made that sacrifice because I wanted that. And I'm telling you, within those two weeks, my the, the way I felt, my performance on the field changed tremendously. So diet plays a role. I'm not telling you to go to a nutritionist and, you know, stay sh- strict. Would that help? Of course. Of course that of would course. help. Of course. Of course that would help. Oh, wasn't even recording? No, that's good. We're of, good. It's here. All right. Of course, of course, that will help. You know, if you want to go to a nutritionist, now that's dedication. But in terms of eating the fried food and all those things everyone says, you really got to pay attention to your diet. That's the number one sacrifice I made. Another sacrifice uh, is putting in those extra hours. You know, when you say go to the gym. Oh, that's man. It. Go to the gym. When you say go to the gym in this country, in my opinion, people say, oh, I got to hit the uh, bench press. I got to get my chest up. I got to go big. Yeah. Nah, don't think. The training over there that I've been doing, of course, we, we you know, you're going to hit the bench press and everything. But it ain't to get big because you get big, you get slow, and you don't want that. And everything is acceleration. Everything is fast. Everything is with speed, no matter what you do. And the number one tip 
I mean, is, you know, depends what kind of player you are, kind of body type you got. For sure. You need core and, of course, quads and legs. But without core, you're not going anywhere. You need a strong core. That comes with not only looks, not only, oh, let me get the six-pack for the girls, but that will help you in terms of everything and injury prevention and everything. It is crucial. It is crucial to have a good core and legs. Anyways. Uh, what, what, what about, because I know, you know, sometimes, like, when, when I was, like, trying to play seriously, and I think this is the biggest thing, and I really want to touch a lot on this. Yeah. The mentality, the mentality of going one. through all of those changes probably is, like, the hardest thing. Yeah. No, that is without a doubt. I'm glad you brought that up. Mentality is key. Changes or no changes, no matter what level you play at. You see a bunch of these players who are cocky and, you know, egotistic, no matter who they are. And at the end of that year, they don't got that contract. But in terms of, in my experience, mentality is key. I'm coming as... As a kid, number one, kid exactly. in terms of age, and I'm playing against these 25, 30 year olds, and I played I'm on my team and against. I played players that are playing in the prem in La Liga, maybe they were a bit older, and you know, they they cut down the level so because of their age. But these players had talent. I ain't playing with no pickup kids. I'm playing with men who are playing at this team at this level as a profession, as a job, and they strive to make that starting eleven every week in order to keep that contract, in order to get that paycheck to feed their families. That is this is a job now. This isn't a hobby. This is a job. I need to be the best person there. They're your teammates, but at the end of the day, you're you have to for care about yourself. You know? You, 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 your teammates aren't gonna help you get that contract next time. Your teammates aren't gonna help you get to that better team. Of course you need a you know team is number one, but you gotta think about yourself and how you can get yourself better to the next level. Because at the end of the day, you gotta be a bit selfish in Absolutely. a very healthy way. In a healthy way in terms of your, your team and everything, but you need to be selfish if you want to go far in this sport. And that is one thing because I lack confidence my whole life in over here with the sport. And I knew I had some good things and some bad things, but I lack confidence because coaches would yell at me, uh, people would put me down, other players would make me pass the ball, but you got to take risks. And I learned that if you want to take this sport seriously and you want to play at a high level, you have to play with confidence. You make that mistake, you got to do it again. Excuse my language, but fuck what everyone says. You got to respect the coach, of course, but don't be scared if you're going to make that mistake again exactly. because if, you know, there are coaches who are going to yell at you or coaches who are not going to yell at you. And this is in terms of coaches and teams. I mean, you just got to expect. I've had coaches who have been complete a-holes, who have been super strict on me and who have yelled <laughs> at everything. You but know you got to you know, know that. I'm about to talk to you about. Yeah, man. So, so I mean, you got you got to adapt. You got to be mentally strong. Mentality got to be mentally strong. You guys are going to eat shit. If you, uh, to play this sport, in my opinion, you got to, yeah, we got to, you got to eat shit to survive, man. I'm sorry if I'm cursing a lot, but. We telling you the truth, guys, because yeah. this is, a, listen, I don't want to go into specifics with, with, with your contract, but yeah. a contract, let's say for a player, depending on your age or whatever, it's about three, four years, you know, on average for yeah. a player. But, guys, after those, if you don't bust your ass for those three or four years to continuously be able to start, and you can't prove to the team, to the coach, to the directors, to the board, everybody, that you deserve another contract, you're done. You're not getting another contract. It's not only that. Where, where I'm playing over there in that country specifically, you rarely are there for three, four years. The team contracts they give you are two years. Depends. It, it varies. But, I mean, 
players come and go. Don't forget, this is the number one play sport in the world. Don't ever get cocky and think, oh, I'm in the comfortable seat. There's always someone better than you. Absolutely. And these guys at this level, you got your managers, you got your agents. They could replace you within a heartbeat. And the transfer window during the winter, the summer. So you got to work your ass off no matter what. And you'll have your ups and downs. You'll have your droughts. Every player does. But I, the number one thing is to be mentally strong because you're going to go through some shit. But you need to go through that stuff in order to get better. That is the number one thing. And if you want to play this sport, you need to be confident in yourself. If you have any doubt, you will not go. You you are your worst enemy. That is number one. Oh, 100%. You are your worst enemy. That is, that is the number one tip. So I remember, I remember, you know, it was a couple of years ago. Andre and I, we were playing together. We were training together, you know, in preparation for a tournament in uh, in Italy. Huge tournament, Via Reggio. Biggest tournament, I think, if not in the world, if I think it's the biggest, if not one of the biggest. It's for sure one of the biggest. It competes with the Dallas Cup. It competes with a bunch of, uh, a bunch of, a bunch tournaments. of high level tournaments. And so, they're big teams that play in this tournament. Like all the Italian Serie A teams, some Serie B teams. You get high level teams from South America, and you get high level teams from Europe. You, know, you get Africa, a bunch of just you get, everywhere. You get and we. And they're like, we get a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of teams. Raw talent. Like, guys, these are the best, like, 20-whatever players joining this tournament to showcase themselves, not only to win, but to showcase yourself. Because they're a young talent. We're talking about 16, 17, 18 years old. And so, just to keep it short, we're training. Our coach at the time, Christian, shout out to Christian. Andrew, yes. uh, he was, he was, he was aggressive. He was, aggressive he was a coach the word. That, that he would bury you. For a mistake. Like, easy, easy. Easy for a Simple mistake. pass. You mess it up, he's burying you. Me- and like, that, mentally, like, it from kills that? You as a, it depends on the player. I know players who they need to get yelled at, and it would push them even harder. Yep, that was I me. know players <laughs> that you get yelled at, and they, will, they don't even want to see the ball again. Yeah. So, in terms of coaching, I think you got to know each player and your players. And anyways, that's coaching status. But in terms of this coach, like Chris said, wow, he was a- one aggressive guy. Super duper direct. He didn't care. Fearless. No emo. No, no emotions. emotions. Nothing. Nothing. But, but you know what? He knew the sport. But you know what? I'm happy that I went through that. Yeah. Because he made me have a stronger mentality coming out from that experience with him. And and, and I think that if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be who I am as a yep. person yep. today. Yeah. Like yes, he was aggressive. But again, I was the type of player. You screw with me. Man, I'm gonna run through a wall. Let's go. Let's let's do yeah. it. So for me, it was a big plus to have somebody on your ass all the time. Mind you, were there times that I was like, Christian, like, come on, shut up? Yeah, but I never like I never thought I was above him or I knew more than him, and because he's he's played at a high level. I mean, on the contrary, I was the type of player, especially during that time, that if someone yelled at me, I, I'd hide from the ball. I was the complete opposite. Uh, I could take criticism. But not, oh, do better. Yeah. Not that type. This guy was aggressive, screaming, cursing. Oh, yeah. Now we're making him seem like the worst person <laughs> out there, but. Shout I, out to Christian because I think he was damn him. good. Yeah, no, seriously. But at that time, you know, I was a very shy player. And in, this goes back to in terms of confidence. Sometimes you got to let things go in one ear and come out of the other. Absolutely. For sure. So when coaches like this or when they do stuff like this, it depends what kind of player you are. But this is the shit that you need to realize. Reality check. All right, man. I fucked up. Keep going. Keep going. You know, I wish that I could go back in time 
we all wish we could do this. Go back in time and change things because my mentality now is way different back then. With that men- that mentality I had back then, I was not getting a contract. No matter what, I wasn't going anywhere. No matter how good you are with that mentality, maybe you have one good game, but it will show. It will consistently show. Whether that's in training and friendlies and games, it will show. And it will kill you. Like I said, you are your worst enemy. And that's important. Guys, listen. What, what we're saying right now is really important because... You have coaches. I'm a coach, and I and I and I thank God I was a player that can understand and I can look at the game and I can analyze the game and I know how to treat my players. So for me, it was easier to transition over and to speak, you know, to my players because of how my old coaches were um, and all that stuff. But to tell you the truth, like I am happy that Christian did what he did. I am happy that all the coaches that I had, they did. What they did. Why? Because if, again, like I said, if I didn't go through those moments, I wouldn't be here. Now, we're saying all of that. There are coaches that literally are trying to break you. Why? Because they want to see if you're made out for this game. Like, are you fit to play football? Like, if you want to play Prem, you want to play La Liga, your dream is to play at a really, really high level, to get contracts, to be the Sergio Ramoses of the world, and the Cristiano Ronaldo's, and the Lionel Messi's. Well, guess what? Guess what you have to do? You have to be strong mentally. It's not just, oh, me going onto the field and kicking the ball. There are so many elements to soccer that most people don't realize that happen off the field is to the reason why they're on the field. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of young players, you got to understand that. You have to put in work. Like, this is not bullshit. Like, the amount of work you have to put in to be on the field is ridiculous. Let's explain to them what that exactly means. What does that mean, work? They hear, they hear that all the time. You got to put in work. You hear that in the Nike commercials. Uh, Go in detail. Put yeah. in work. Strive for greatness. Uh, this is why I'm here. Uh, work when nobody else is watching. Like, Andre, you're the closest all- person to, you know, that I know um, yeah. That has been successful with a contract. All like, those slogans, all those slogans, all those little things. What does that mean? Put in work. You, all right, look at your team. Right? If you guys are playing on a team, how many times a day? How many times do you? Yeah, good that I said that. How many times a day do you train? Now, how many days a week do you train? How many times a day do you train? What are you going to answer? Three times a week? Now during quarantine, now during the virus. Not even good enough. Not, not good enough. Not good enough. Not good enough. I came from a country where I trained three times a week. Let me tell you, when I was playing at Gachi and Met Oval, there was a coach. His name was uh, Paul McGlynn. Shout out because he, great coach and great talent he had. Um, he was coaching. He was training four times a week. And this was when I was, you know, middle school or high school. Four yeah. times a week. And I was training two, maybe three. And I remember our whole team and everyone and my parents. You know, my parents like, wow, they're training four times a week. Like most He's parents. killing them. Oh, my God. You know? And then I went into the European football life, and I'm like, four times a week. You'll get, you'll be, we, we're lucky, now I'm speaking on, on my experience as a, you know, as a pro and stuff. We're lucky if we get a day off. There are times that we didn't get a day off, and we would be training twice a day. Whether that's twice on the field, whether that's a gym session. <laughs> Usually it's a gym session in the morning and afternoon training. Sometimes we only have a morning session. If we're lucky, we have single sessions. It depends. And when I say gym, it doesn't mean you know, fucking go crazy. It could be a For recovery sure. session. For Rehab sure. is so important. You know your body best. You know, so many different things. There's so many levels to this training and to what you do. It's not every day pump your guns. But in terms of putting the work, guys, if you're at a team that only trains two, three times a, a week, and I know that's out of your control uh, and you can't control what the team does, you got to take those extra hours, those extra days, Private. do twice a day, private training sessions. 
here's another thing. Me, I, I'm on a pro contract and I, I have my double sessions with the team. I know my schedule. Sometimes I have single sessions. I pay out of my own pocket a private trainer in that country and I do private training specifically on technical things on how to turn how to turn my head how to look before uh receiving the ball how to receive the ball what to do with the ball so important so important i did it out of my my own money my own pocket not supported by the team because i wanted to get better and this i would have training sessions at 6 a.m in the morning then i would go straight to my training guys that's what you need how long I, were these sessions these sessions these sessions were easy two hours two hours two hours two, two hours, hours. Two-hour sessions, guys. Two hours. Sometimes more. Let me tell you, in the beginning when I went, there were times that I was doing sessions where, don't laugh, and I'm being for real, I learned how to jump. What do I mean how to jump? How to win a header. Meaning, when I jump, how do I jump higher? Where to position my arms when I'm jumping? How to jump not on, with one foot, not on both feet. Where my legs have to be to get a higher jump, so etc. So detailed. I spent two and a half hours one time only on jumping. I didn't touch a ball. Only on jumping. My back, my chest was hurting because I never put my arms in these positions. And yeah. at the end, you see results. Not at the end in a couple of months. At the end of the session, you see results. Improvements. You're only on jumping. On Another session, I was learning how to pass properly because it's all symmetric. If you're gonna, if you're a right-footed player, your left arm has to be up. It's all you want to call it physics. It's all, it's it's it, it, the. It's just so detailed that we in the states don't pay attention to the. Oh, and it makes a huge difference. You pass a ball flat with your arms down, with your chest down. All those, you, the, your first touch would be different. Your one-time pass back would be different. In terms of where your pivot foot has to be, where your arm has to be, how to all these little things again, and things that I learned how to neglect. do. This. Like guys, as a coach, I'm telling you this. I try to teach my players all this stuff because I learn from everybody. I learn from yep. Andre telling me these stories. I learn from other coaches and players and all this stuff. But for the majority of coaches that I see, they don't even care about if their players are doing this stuff. So you guys have to take initiative for yourselves and say, "Damn." I could pass the ball, or do I really think I know how to pass the ball? Because we're talking about strict details, like details that nobody pays attention to. Guys, I learned these things while I was on a pro contract. The team, again. On a pro contract, My guys. team did not tell me that I was passing the ball right. Why? Because at that level, they don't care how you pass the ball blindfolded, doing a flip. They just want the ball to be passed. Pass they want you to it do looks it. good. They want you to complete your job. Right, but when I went to that private trainer, he was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 that ain't how you pass a ball." So I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I came to to learn how to play, not to pass a ball, and I spent hours and hours and hours learning how to position my body and everything. It is so important, and unfortunately, in this country, they don't. They, I, 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 I yet to find someone. I'm sure there are people out there, but guys, just know that all these details you have to put in the hours. You have to put in the extra hours, even if that's 30 minutes juggling, a 15, 20-minute core session, all these 20 minutes here, 20 there, 20 there. They add up. Well, it comes out to a full session. You need – you only live once, man. You hear that all the time, but – People really don't think like that, you to know, tell you the truth. That's you, about sacrifice and not having to do something later on that you can say that you regret. And, I, and I'll tell you guys a little quick story. So – and maybe Andre doesn't know about this. When I was – trying to prepare for Italy and training, for me, I took it serious because, like, that was 
a big goal for me. I, I wanted to go play in front of these top-level players, try to showcase myself to see if I can get a contract. Did I get it? No. But I had a great experience. So my preparation for training, literally, this was my, my, my senior year of high school. And so for me, I, you, I would go to school, do a training before the team training, do the training. I don't know if it was senior year of college, first year of college, one of those two years. But do a training after uh, uh, school, then do a training before the actual team training for like an hour, not some light. Team training, go home. For the days that when I didn't have school, and now I can remember this was college year. Guys, I signed up for college, I promise you. I swear to God, I went to college for not even a week because I wanted to go to Italy. My dad was telling me, and I remember in detail, son, you're not going to make it. Son, this is so stupid. Go to school, like most parents say. Go to school, get your education. And I'm like, dad, I'm, listen, I promise you I love you. But I promise you, it's one chance for me to go to Italy. I could play amazing. And one of those pro teams say, you know what? There were son, scouts everywhere, man. You here. never know who's watching no matter what. So I took a chance. I took a chance because I added up everything against me. Can I go back to college? Absolutely, I can go back to college. Will I be able to get another chance to play in Italy? No. Have I had another chance since? No. So I'm happy that I went. And I'm happy that in that moment I chose to go because if not, I would have been sitting here today, probably not even doing this podcast, right? Regretting that I didn't go and experience something that was life-changing. You regret so the chances you never don't, take. Don't yeah. think about... Don't think about a chance if you really want to go pro. Like, if you really are passionate about your goals and your dreams, you have to take a chance. You have to go after it. Listen, I'll tell you, people will say, oh, you didn't get a contract. People will laugh at me. I do something I enjoy, and I think that going to Italy made me become a better coach, and it made me become a better person. Yep. Like, watching those young kids. I remember those kids. I remember, I remember in detail. Those kids were from Torino. And I remember watching them after our game. And I'm like, damn, these kids are like, what, 8, 9, 10 years old? Like, they passed the ball better than most teams in the States at that age. And yeah, it's, crazy. it's a culture. Because, like, the parents were there. Everybody was, like, just, everybody was just watching. There was no screaming. There was no here, pass the ball, there. But it was, like, a professional football game minus the fans that are hecklers, hecklers and they, they say a bunch of shit that they shouldn't, shouldn't say. It was beautiful to watch. And so when I was, I was coaching at the time, I was like, man, I have to show this to my kids. I, I want my kids to be like these guys. But you guys have to understand that those players put in work when I'm not, when their coach is not there. Those players, they work. It's when, a culture. Yes, it's a culture. Like, they want to practice. They want to get better. Like, their coach doesn't tell them, well, you got to go train. Like, they train on their own. You got to find it within you. And if you don't have that within you, you're not going anywhere. They That's have their something programs. you can't change. So and so I know I know a lot of the guys out there a lot of the players you know anybody listening they have a lot of questions and the the biggest question I get how do you become a professional player So there's a lot of aspects that go into it Right But in your words how do you think you become a professional player Well uh, listen man we went over a lot of things and everything plays a role you know and I could go on for this for hours and hours but Maybe I'll be repetitive now, but the number one, the easy answer, my answer, is you have to make sacrifices, man. I mean, and in terms of what, we've already gone through that. Guys, you, 
if you want to make you want to make a pro, you got to be different. You got to you you, you got to make sacrifices. You if you're there with your friends and all of them are like, you know, if they're not workaholics, you got to be a workaholic cuz you want it. I told you your friends aren't going to help you make it pro. Uh, it's all these little sacrifices that we mentioned in terms of dieting, in terms of uh training on your own. That's how you're going to make it pro cuz you never know who's watching. And to make to be honest with you, the road to pro you need luck. I had luck. Bingo. I told you. You need luck. luck, man. And that's something you can't control. You just got to hope for. But you never know who's watching. But you'll get that. Your chances of luck increase when you bust your ass and you work hard. Yep. Do you agree on that? Yep. That is, that is, that is 100%. Because people will see that. I started late. I wish it, what I knew now, just like what Chris said with Italy, if I had this mentality and workaholic mentality that I had back then, maybe we would have, maybe I would have gotten a contract. And there was a shit ton of scouts there. Just to know that tournament, you many players come out with contracts. Oh, many, many, how many players. big players played in that tournament? Player, if you if you're in the final, you know you're getting a contract. I mean, it's 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 insanity the level there. It's it's a great experience, but how to become pro? I mean, you need a you need to dig it within you. You 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 said luck, and I and I want to I yeah. want to touch on that luck part real quick because I think people fail to realize like oh luck like hit the jackpot. No, no, luck means this when I'm talking about football. I'm a coach now. I'm talking about. You're this player. The coach likes you, one, because the coach has to like you. He, he, he likes how you play. Yeah. You fit the system that yep. that coach plays, right, and you can adapt. Like, if you're able to do all that, you have a higher chance of making it. Yeah. Don't be stuck up. Respect your coach. There will be times. This goes for everyone. You will hate your coach. You might have You will disagree outs. with him. Absolutely. But you know what? At the end of the day, he's your coach. Don't be an egotistic fuck. And think that you're the shit because you're nobody. I'm nobody. It don't matter where I'm at. It don't matter if I have a pro contract. Am I at Barcelona, Madrid? Even if I was, you see these players that will replace you. It don't matter. There's always room for improvement. There are always people who are going to replace you. So you always got to be humble. But you have to be humble in a confident way. And you need to be respectful, but in a selfish way. You have to care about yourself. You have to work for only yourself, not for your parents, not for your friends, not for your family, not for anybody, but yourself. And that's how you're going to get it there, man. That's how you're going to get there. And I want to go back to that ego thing because a lot of players in this country have an ego and their ego doesn't help them when they want to reach a higher level. And this is what I mean by that. You'll have a player, he's really good. Tech, uh, technically, and you're like, wow, oh my god. Then you see him with a higher level of players. Yep. And then you're like, damn, I didn't even see him. But he still says, and, and you, you might see players like this, but I still dribble that guy. I still scored though. Does that happen at, at, at a professional level? Oh, for sure. For sure. And before I touch up on the professional level, whenever, uh, whenever I come back here, I always hang out with my, you know, old time friends and I always go to pick up. That's Mike's, Roosevelt, Pier 40, or Pier 5. Just spots. Wherever. Spots. You guys know. Spots to go play pickup you guys don't know those locations. You know. And when you go play pickup, you have different levels. You have good players. You have crappy players. You have average players. Because it's pickup. It's for fun. But there are a bunch of players there that have this ego that... Because they play pickup in this 5v5, 7v7. They dribble. They think they're messy. They're super cocky. And it shows from their character. And I laugh. And I laugh because if you had that mentality into a professional team, even if you were the best, let me tell you, that person you play pickup with and thinks he's messy and is going to dribble everyone, I'm telling you, within the first two minutes in a professional level, 
he will get his legs taken out. We are in training now in terms of professional level. We are in training, whether it's a day before the game, two days before the game, or, or a rehab session or a recovery session. And, like for example, we play Rondo. We play Monkey in the Middle, whatever you guys want to call there it. There we go. There you, you, you know, over here we take it as a joke. You can't even complete two passes. There, we are even more serious in the game. Because don't forget, whatever you put in training is what you're going to get out of it. That's what, however, how you train is how you play. Absolutely. No matter what kind of training. It doesn't matter if the training consists of the preseason is only running. You better work your ass off. You better be out of breath like you want to faint. Because that's how you're going to get results. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, cutting corners. So in terms of this rondo that you play, we're playing for real. We want to get those 20 passes and keep those two motherfuckers in the rondo in there. We want to nutmeg them, but in a respectful way. We want to keep them there. We don't want them to get out. Because that's what you're going to do to the, to the opponent in the game. Yeah. Duck, duck, duck. Moving. If you're taking the rondo as a joke, we go studs up in the rondos. Many injuries happen because we take it for real. And that's only a rondo. This, this is This is training. a possession. Training, this guys. is a rondo. We could do a recovery session after before the game, and we take it serious. You know, it's because it's it's the hunger that we have at that level. It's our job. So, but if you're a if you're a player, even a pro player, and you're cocky, I'm telling you, you're gonna have teammates that you're that are not gonna like you. You're not gonna get along with everyone. That's bad, and guys. They will, and the coach. It depends on the coach and whatever, but. They'll take your legs out. There are teams simple. that they even, like, they'll shut you out as a player. Like, oh, yeah. Like, they'll keep you out of the team. Like, like you know, Gareth Bale in Madrid. Yep. They'll keep you out. What about Hatem Benarfa? Uh, wow. Great player. Ego. Attitude what? Big ego. Yeah, Balotelli. Big ego. Great player. Could have be, been ten times better than what he is, and he's still a great player. Look at him. You've seen the videos of him skipping cones during uh, warm-ups and all that during training. Come on. Come on, man. Can't and do it. So it many things. So many work. things. You, 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 Look you. at them today. Where are they? Where Where are they? Well, Balotelli got cut from Borussia. In, in Borussia, whatever he was. Berisha. Are you kidding me? That's his home t- hometown team cut. Benarfa's been a free agent. He couldn't even find the team, and he's a talented guy. Come on. We can name so many players. It, so we many can go players. go on for days, but you, you guys have to understand, like, listen, you're irreplaceable. Why? Because there's 10 million-plus players that want to do exactly what you want to do, and they'll take it serious, if more you, serious than you. If you want to play this sport... As a job f- until you're 35, not only do you need to make sacrifices in terms of your health for your body to stay fit, but your mental approach to the game has to be there. Because if you're cocky, for example, in two, three years, you won't go anywhere. Uh, you have your ups and downs. You're like an ocean wave. You'll go up and you'll go down. But you need to be mentally strong and you need to have that hunger for that game, man. If you don't, yeah, there's going to be that 21-year-old hungry, active, energetic that's going to take your spot. So you all... It's, it's a competition. It's a competition. But you got to work for that shit. And that goes for any sport. That goes for anything in life. No matter what kind of job you do. And I'm young. I don't know anything about life yet. But it's the You're same learning. with footy. We're learning. We're all learning together. Now, I know we talked about, you know, playing professional and your chance of playing pro. But I just want to, you know, get to talk about the college system and, you know, your time playing yeah. in college. Because I know there's a lot of kids that... They want to play potentially college. Um, and so can you just talk about, you know, that whole experience? Yeah, you know, for sure. College? Like, what's the level like, first off, from college compared to your level when you played in Cyprus? Oh, there's no comparison. And like I said, Cyprus is not as high as a, of a level compared to Spain. But I'm going to take Cyprus. Second, third divvy Cyprus can easily smash D1 teams. Depending on the D3 team, um, uh, third divvy Cyprus, but D2, uh, second divvy in Cyprus will definitely smash teams here. Think about it. Listen, I went through the college. I didn't go through the college system. I only played one year. And, you know, I love I loved college ball. 
playing for your dorming with the team, playing with them, waking up your 6 a.m. trainings. Yeah. You know, for three months, you're like a dog. Time management is great. You know, you you balance between school and, and trainings and, you know, you, you 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 look at time as value. Uh, but that's for three months. And then after that, eh, listen, eh, there's so many goods and bads with the college system. But I have I think there are more flaws than than uh, good and more cons than pros in the college system. But for me, I wasn't one of those kids who, you know, I uh, signed up to college and I got uh, I got. I like, got what was like the word a full, called? A, what a full ride. I got a full or? ride, and I signed a year before. Nah, I wasn't like that. I was an average kid. I'm telling you. Uh, maybe there's some guys listening to this podcast saying, "Yo, this kid made it pro." I remember him a couple of years ago. He was trash, because I was, I was. I had no confidence. I already went through this. I already told you guys how it was. I was scared. I didn't have confidence. I didn't work. I was a nobody in New York. A Life's nobody. funny, huh? Life's funny. I just want to say that life That's, is funny. Yeah. So don't be talking about somebody yeah. you're next to. Because they might be able to change your life. Yeah, you never know. yeah. So you back really to the college know. system, I wasn't one of those, oh, I, uh, oh my God, I, I always had the, ter- the, the word in my head. But anyways, I didn't sign early. I was a normal you kid. You were recruited. Recruited, yeah. You can say recruited. I wasn't uh, recruited early. Whatever. Um, I didn't, uh, I was a normal kid. I was searching for schools for, of course, I want to play soccer and all those showcases. But I went there for my education, too. I want to go to school for what I want to study. And I Bingo. still study physical therapy. Normal kid. I went on, on a bunch of uh, emails. I went to the sites of every university, emailing them. Hi, I'm this kid. I play here. I'd like you to see me. This is my schedule. I emailed maybe fucking 30, 40 coaches, 50. How many almost, saw you? Almost no, nobody saw me. No, Almost nobody responded. I was like, oh. This is a joke. They, uh, you know, a lot of college guys like European players. It's so hard and whatever. And last minute, I got in touch with my with my school Sacred Heart, and ended up going there. It wasn't a it wasn't a full ride. It wasn't for four years. I didn't have that moment that I was signing in my high school with the scarf and the hat on my head. Yeah. And my parents there. Oh my god. Nah. It was just like a late, not red shirt, but a late recruitment. Whatever. I was like, yeah. all right. And I worked to I worked to play there, and I worked that stuff. So it was um, the college process. What can I recommend to you guys? Start early. Uh, what should a young player do? So for example, like a high school player, how would they go about, you know, trying to get into a college? Like what? Listen, what guys. They do? Let me let me tell you the number one thing that I learned about college. D one is all a brand. It's all a name. There are very good D two and D three teams, and don't only go for the to the college for the name. Go for your education and use soccer as your leeway like into stone. it. As a stepping stone. Exactly. Use it for more scholarship. Of course, no matter what college you go to, you're going to play. But don't forget, education is there. Now, it, d- it depends. I mean, listen, I made the jump from... I went to Spain because I wanted to take the sport seriously. Because quite frankly, if you're playing college ball, unless you're a superstar and you got the connections and luck, like we mentioned, you're not making a pro. In the way this system is, like an NBA draft, MLS draft, it's a joke. Yeah, we're going to talk about it's that. It's a complete joke. That's another podcast right there. But um, it's a complete joke. So if you're going, <laughs> if you're if you're trying to make it pro through college, is that possible? Yes. Is it very hard? Yes. Everyone wants to play in Europe. Why are you going to go crazy to play what? Not, I'm not trying to down the U.S., because even the MLS has great talents. I'd love to play here. But, you know, the system is really messed up. So if you're going to go to college, you're going to play in college, you got to know that you're going to you gotta bounce out your education. You got to go to a school 
that's good for your education and of course for for football for soccer what they offer you amount of scholarship etc opportunity to play here's the thing opportunity to play you have to play don't go to any team this is in terms of pro this is in terms of youth level like you play youth level. You know, local club you need to play what good is it sitting on the bench i I've, I've, i was playing first divvy over there in cyprus and there was a part of the half of the season where they loaned me out second divvy and i was like oh my god second divvy because i needed to play because I struggled playing at one point. Like I said, we have your droughts. And for second divvy, in terms of facilities, in terms of pay, uh, salary, structure, it's it's like you have to eat shit. I was like, some of these guys were, you know, partying and smoking cigarettes and all this. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I came to this country to be a pro. Like, I'm working my ass off to stay in shape. And these guys are taking it as a joke. What is this second divvy? Because I needed to play. And at the end of the day, those minutes... That experience Help made me them. grow mentally, and I needed to play to get better. What good is it to sit on the bench, please? Well, because you went to—I don't know what good. You went to a huge. You went to a a, a a DA team. You went to I don't know. See the stars. You went to you know. We can name CSF so many teams. Or, so, but you're sitting on the bench. So you're sitting on the bench for a good team. Nobody's gonna see your show. Nobody can see your talent from the bench. And no matter what decision you make, if that's in terms of college ball, if that's in terms of club football, if that's in terms of no matter what. You need to go to the right environment for you, and you need to play. Don't go, oh, pff, look at me. I play, I don't even know what it's called. Like you said, DA. I play academy. That's I play another, this. I play brand. that. That's another brand. Don't don't buy it. <laughs> and you're going to pay, you're going to pay what, for that logo on your shirt? You guys got to play because you're not going anywhere. You 100%. need to play. If you don't, and, and just to like kind of touch on it a little bit more, he played second division, <coughs> then got his opportunity to play first division. Now, for some of you, again, you think first division is bullshit, hee hee ha ha. I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> Those first division teams, the good, the high ones, the fact is, I think it's the first two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They play Champions League. Yeah. Apoel, and there's another team that plays it. Apollo. They there play Europa League. Europa League. Apoel is the only team that plays Champions League. They Apollo play against plays- Madrid, the Barcelonas, the Napolis. You name it, they're fucking there. Excuse my language. Playing Champions League, do they win it? No. But guess what? They compete. And guess what? You can get scouted by Madrid if you have a good game against them. It's happened before. So don't think that it's a joke because you're playing. Oh, yeah, he's playing the Cypress. Yeah, yeah. I promise you if you go. You'll get your ass kicked. Easy. You'll see the level of football that is there. And you might even reconsider if you want to play football or not. You know how many thoughts I had about quitting? I had. In terms of when I've been playing, uh, I was playing poorly. They sent me on loan to second divvy. I was like, oh, my God. I'm not playing well. They don't want me. What is this? And I've had thoughts. I'm like, you know, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I should go back to the States, you know, finish my uh, finish my degree, uh, you know, just focus on school, focus on a, a, a business, on, on a job, you know, make more money. But, you know, you're always going to go through thoughts like that. But that's what I said. You guys got to be mentally strong. So what about, like, I just want to, like, last point. Yeah. For, the, for my high school guys, to get to college videos right showcasing themselves so okay. that way people can see right let me tell you something in today's world no matter if you play college or pro you guys need a video that is the number one thing no because there are thousands of colleges in this country as you know now it depends maybe you want to stay something that's tri-state area you want to stay home whatever it is the coach isn't going to come to you they're going to ask you they need a video so when you send these emails to these coaches or contacts the first thing they'll ask you there are agencies in this country that 
will put you into colleges. You will pay out of yeah. pocket. But the first thing is they need a video. So you, it's not my recommendation. It's like a law. You guys need to get your games recorded. You guys need to have a video. And you guys need to sell yourself like you're, uh, like you're like, a toy. Like, like, like you're, you're something that people need to see. And I just want to say this before you continue. Guys, if you're in BSM Academy, our academy stands for Beyond Sports Management. Every invitation that you get says when you're at the level, they will place you in a top college, a top uh, semi-pro professional level if your level is there. Keyword, if your level is there. Not everybody's going. You got to be killing it to get that chance. Killing it. So if you're playing within my academy, our academy, man, what a chance. Because guess what? It's for free that you get it. You're with the club. The club is going to help you when you're of age. How dumb can you be to leave that environment? How dumb? Especially if your goal is to play top level. Yeah, man. Free. He just said you have to pay for it. Why would you want to go pay for something that you could get for free? Yep. Doesn't make sense. There's there's so many. Like, for example, me. I know people who charge for this. And I know a bunch of coaches that, you know, they just said, okay, send me a video and I'll send it to a bunch of guys that I know. The same way that you can do it is the same way they, they'll do it. They're going to get your video and send it to people. So you could do it for free and not pay for Absolutely. anything you simply get a video and you send it to all these coaches and they will see it maybe not majority won't but you need a video because these coaches aren't gonna fly out to new york or to wherever no, you're at they to got, see they got a lot of shit to do they, they got a lot of things they, they, to do they're busy nah, they got lives too and quite frankly you're just another email so you got to be different you need to make a video and you need, you need to be prepared so if you're a high schooler or you're looking to play college ball or any type of or any type of you know football Make Guys, that video. You need that video. Make That's the that number video. one thing. No matter who you speak to, they need a video. Even if you go to Europe, I've got I had teams. Well, the reason I play pro, why? They need a video. They saw a video in order to consider me. Not to give me the contract. It's one thing. Then I have to go to preseason for trial. Yeah. They need a video to say, all right, do you know how to kick a ball? How good are you? No joke. That type of thing. You need a video. And maybe they'll fly you in for, for trials. That's how it is. That's how the video work. It doesn't mean you're going to get a guaranteed contract, but you're going to get a chance. Exactly. So you and need that video. Just last quick thing. I just want to go with you and, and express this. How important is it to learn other positions? And the Oof. reason why I ask you is because you have players. I'm only a right wing. I only play striker. I only play attacking mid. Oof. How many players in your level that you see they'll they'll kill to Oof. play on that field? Oof. They'll play in any position to go to. I love this question because I know players who are like, oh, if you don't play me uh, in this position, I can't play football. Then you're not a footballer. Simple as. You need to be versatile, and you need to play multiple positions. I started off playing as a number 10. Now, I can't even do scissors. I am a center defensive midfielder, uh, holding mid, but I can play cam if you want me to. Maybe I won't be as effective as center defensive mid, but I will still play. My coach tells me, play wherever, I'm going to play. And professional level now, I have played right back, center back, holding mid, cam, and winger, and I fucking hate winger. <laughs> I hate it with a passion. But I'm playing with a contract. You are a you. You have to play. You're playing. So you want to play? You better get you. you so be you have to learn multiple positions. Get comfortable in multiple positions, and you you, you need to open yourself to everything because you need to learn. You, you'll never know your best. What's position your best? Exactly. Try, right? I was about to say that. You know. You don't know, man. I, I was like, oh, center back, right back? 
And at the end of the day, right back, I'm pretty good at. But, you know, it depends oh, what you're comfortable at. Well, I don't mean to toot his horn, but guys, the balls, if you if you can see it live, the balls that he can put in crosses wise, I mean, you think Alexander Arnold is good? I'm not trying to compare, but wow. <sighs> like, 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 Alexander Arnold must be on another level because the balls that this man, and I'm not even trying to joke because we're friends or anything, the balls that this, this man puts in when I train with him, when we just have a kick, oh my, it's like a, it's like a platter. It's like, I'm going to score just with a touch. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's one of my strengths, I would say, is my. My precision, I guess, and my long balls and my power and my shooting, I have to say. So it's, it's when you know you have strengths, just know you have to you have to utilize it. My dad told me as I was a kid, and I, since I was a kid, and I told you that when I was young, I had no confidence. He always told me, "Listen, you got you got a good leg, shoot, Absolutely. shoot." And you know what makes you different? It depends what position you play, but you know the teams gotta, are gonna want you, the guy that score and that in that situation. So. It don't matter if you miss. At least you tried. You'll never know unless you try. So in terms of when you know your strengths, whether that's your one-on-ones, winning the ball in the air, your headers, your long balls, your speed, so many things, you need to showcase that. And it don't matter if you make mistakes. You need to showcase that and you need to be like, wow, that kid is good in this. Not just, all right, that kid is okay. You know, anyone can make a pass, but you you need to stand out. So in terms of knowing different positions, you have to be open to growth and you got to be open to playing in different roles because a coach, what if your right back gets hurt? What if your center mid gets hurt? It could be a chance. It could be a chance to show. And it don't matter if you're only one position, you know, you're limited playing or coaches change formations. They change formations every game, depending on the team you play against. So many things that go into it. So, but just be able to be versatile guys. I mean, that's the best thing you're hearing from a professional player himself. Like that is the number one thing. You know, be, me being versatile got me so many more minutes on the on the field and so many more chances to showcase myself. And if I only said I was a center defensive mid, yeah. it's one of the most played positions. How so many spots on the team is that? Is that I would have never gotten my chance. During during even training, you know, people argue, oh, my God, who's going to play defense? Who's going to play? Play, man. Play. That's it. Play. I played right back. I told you center back. I played left back before, and you know, I'm a righty. I played center mid at cam. I just haven't played striker or keeper yet. Those are the two things. During training, it. I play for fun, but, I mean, in the game, I have played everywhere except striker and keeper. And this happened last season. No matter what, the coach always moved me around. And that was a good thing. I took it as a, I took it as a, as a positive. It's a blessing because no he matter trusts what, you to play. No matter what, he's like, all right, you're going to play right back. You're going to play there. He didn't do that with other players. He only did that with me. I he was knows. like, all right. He knows. He knows too. good because I was playing every game because of that. That was another reason why I was playing every game. So, take it as a positive. Absolutely, I agree. I couldn't agree more. So, guys, before we end it, I just want to, you know, just kind of like give, I always give a little, you know, little speech, a little quote you can kind of say. Um, Andre, you don't have to give one, but I have one, and it's, I think it's super, super important. And I'm going to leave you with this The work that you put in in the dark is essentially what you're going to get when you go into the light. And so, what that means yeah. is, if you're working when nobody else is watching you, I'm talking about like you're just putting those hours in, you're putting in your time, you're working really, really hard, you're doing your trainings, you're doing everything you can so that you can become a better person and player. When you sh- when you go out into the light, I promise you, you will shine. Will it be a cloudy day? Yes. But eventually the sun will peek through the clouds and that will be your opportunity to grab it. But you have to stick with it. If you That's don't good. stick with it, you're not going to get it. 
I'll tell you mine. I mean, I already mentioned it before. It's pretty basic. You guys have all heard it, but I mean, I think it it's perfect for what I've told you and perfect through my experience because uh, it's the reason why I'm where I am today. It's regret the chances you never take. Simple. Guys, you only live Said once. Very well. You only live once, man. And if you really want to do it, you better not be uh, 20, 30 years later down the line in your life and be like, oh, man, I could have. I yeah. wished I would have. Absolutely. That is the worst feeling in the world in terms of everything. So, guys, this is your opportunity now. You'll never get Take these it, years back. It. Try it. And if you fail, at least you could l- sleep in peace and say, at least I tried. Absolutely. So work your ass off if you really want this in terms of anything in life. But Dream big. You'll never regret trying, man. But listen, Andro, man, I appreciate you for coming on to the podcast, giving some insight to everybody no that's problem. listening. This won't be the only time I'm here. Guys, it's gonna, you know, we have me. a bunch more podcasts coming up with Andro. It's going to be a part of a lot of deep uh, conversations. So be sure to listen in. Um, again, thank you guys for all your love and support. It really means a lot to thank me. Thank you, guys. Any questions, anything? Send it in, man. Send it in. We will us. answer it. We're going to do a live podcast soon. So... You know, we'll get on top of that. But until next guy, uh, until next time, guys, thanks yes, for everything. We'll see you next time.